Welcome to PR Say, the podcast of the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. On PR Say, we spotlight our talented members and get to know each other a little better. If you are a PRSA Houston chapter member and don't get a chance to network as much as you'd like or are unable to attend our in-person events, here's your chance to connect with your fellow members. Hello and welcome to PR Say. This is the official podcast of the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. And I'm your host, Veronica Sofer. Thrilled to be here with you for another great episode. What I love about this podcast is the Houston chapter members get an opportunity to know each other a little bit better find out more about how we all got into this amazing field of public relations so that when we do see each other in person, we're connecting and we've got something in common. So love this podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. And if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, drop us some comments and my guests and I will circle back to make sure that we are staying connected. So we'll go ahead and get this episode started. I've got an amazing guest today joining us. We have Ty Mesa Hughes joining us. Hello, hello. Hi, Veronica. Thank you for having me. So excited that you're on the show. I'm, I can't wait to learn more about you. We haven't met in person before, so this is no. literally a, a first time meet. Yes, yes, exactly. No, I'm, I'm really thrilled when you reached out. I was super excited and I told everyone I know. So hopefully it comes out Great. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> well, Ty, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in PR, kind of how you got here. We all have different ways in which we got here, but I'd love to hear your story. Absolutely. So uh, I started at U of H, go Cougs. So Cougar for life. Um, and I studied uh, media production there. And right out of school, I, you know, didn't really know exactly how I was going to break into that field, you know, and I was struggling a little bit, but I had been working at a restaurant, which you all may know, which is Benji's, which is a Houston favorite, which they also own local foods and now Lee's Den, um, this little ad, I guess, for them right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was a server uh, there for many years throughout college. And, you know, there was a couple there that was really wonderful. They were regulars of mine and they had really been super supportive when I was in school and always asked me questions. We knew so much about each other. And one of them was like, hey, my cousin, you know, she owns her own firm and they just merged to a larger firm. Would you be interested in her, you know, you know, meeting. And I was just like, sure. She's like, okay, great. She's on the way. And I was like, okay. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I had an impromptu um, interview when I was waiting tables, but, um, you know, it ended up, we hit it off really well. And then, you know, down the line, I reached out over LinkedIn and I was just like, Hey, you know, I know we met, are you hiring? Are you looking? And at the time I was working part-time as an intern and was also doing some uh, food specific social media management for restaurants like Cultivare, um, Liberty Kitchen, Ramen Tatsuya through uh, Carla Gomez and Sarah Bray, who are amazing mentors. Shout out to them. They're awesome. Women-owned firms in Houston. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, was talking with uh, this new prospective boss and, you know, we really hit it off and she was like, just come in for an interview. And it went really well. I, you know, was at 1035 for three years. Um, Really, really enjoyed it. And their area of expertise is everything multicultural. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've learned with a lot of brands, multicultural is a very broad thing. It's not just, I think people mostly think just ethnicity, but I think for a lot of brands, they need to know how to speak to Gen Z, how to speak to women, to the, you know, LGBTQ plus community. So that's kind of all encapsulated in multicultural. And I was really able to shine there and, you know, get to lean into communities that I belong to, which was really, Mm -hmm. really nice because it wasn't just about the research. It was also about 
what you're living every single day and getting to bring your full self to work and having clients that champion that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That makes my heart sing. And so what did you do while you were there? Was it just strictly digital media or were you really getting a chance to maybe step into some other parts of the work? So I did kind of expand, yes, more from social and still, you know, I still play with that a little bit here and there, but uh, mostly just, you know, really strong media relationships, you know, and if I can give any tips to any people who are starting out, you know, I think a big part of the communications field really is relationships. It's relationships yeah. with your peers, people at other firms, people at your own firm, you know, influencers, because that's your intellectual property at the end of the day. Like that's right. Connections yeah. that you make. And it, it does pay a lot to remember people's birthdays and to remember, you know, when someone gets a promotion on LinkedIn or something like that, to make sure that you're not just engaging with people. So it's super transactional, like, hey, I need a placement here, here, here to cut through all that noise because journalists are getting emails all day, every yeah. day. Just, you know, once they see a familiar name or see your phone number, that really just, once you can break through, it's so much easier and you can manage expectations better with your clients. You can let them know, hey, I gave them a ring and, you know, they, they're down or no, that's, they're going to pass this time. <laughs> but at least you can get those quick answers versus pitching and follow up and pitching and follow up like just over and over again. Mm-hmm. No, that's really great advice. And I love the personalization. You know, one of the t- uh, tri- tricks of the trade that I like to implement is literally writing out thank you cards. And I try to mail five to 10 a week. Oh, wow. That's great. You are much more disciplined than I am, but that's amazing. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not great at it every week, but I get it at least every other week I'm doing it. And then I get really proud of myself because it's all about relationships, especially in public relations, whether you're doing events or social media or just even traditional media pitching, you're like you said, name recognition is key to success, whether you're promoting yourself or your business or your clients. Absolutely. No, it's definitely helped me a lot. And it does take time though. It's not something that happens overnight. You know, you want to make sure that you're quick and concise when you're reaching out to people. I know, you know, all this obviously already, but you know, and then once you establish that relationship again, just making sure that you're consistently communicating. And I think the best part about it too, is that it just makes your job more fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's way better to reach out to a friend and catch up and talk a little bit about work versus hi, can you please do me this huge favor and cover this thing? And, you know, it also makes people more flexible because we know that clients sometimes have certain rules or stipulations about how they're perceived in the public or in media with influencers. And they're a lot more flexible when you have a strong relationship with them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. What are some of the um, mistakes that you learned from kind of coming in as a young professional? I mean, you came right out of college, um, you have this great impromptu interview, and then all of a sudden you're at a firm kind of living your best life. But what are some of the mistakes that you learned from that um, really helped you grow as a communications professional? So, you know, I think the biggest one, and it's something that I still have to remind myself of sometimes is just making sure it's, I guess it's two big ones. One is just making sure to always have, you know, that self-starter initiative and not waiting around for people to respond. I think when I was earlier in my career, I was a little bit more timid and sometimes, you know, I didn't hear back from my boss on this and that. So I would just be like, well, I didn't hear from them. So I'm just going to let it, but that's not an excuse, you know, things need to move forward and that's never, you know, if something doesn't move forward or doesn't progress, the answer can't be, well, I didn't hear from you. You know, that's 
not acceptable. And mm-hmm. I, I learned from not doing that, you know, it, it's, you only hurt yourself in those moments by, you know, kind of ducking and covering, yeah. um, you know, and, and then the other thing that I learned is just, you know, something that a mentor told me very early on is that, you know, at your stage right now where you're at, there's nothing you can do that I can't undo. And I think I was always very nervous to approach things. And when you're nervous and not confident, then you will make a mistake. That mistake that you're thinking of in your head, you will manifest if you keep putting that out there. You don't confidently, people don't trust you as a resource. It just, you know, so I learned, and that one was a, a one that I had to work on a lot with my team to, you know, build my confidence and my skills. And I still struggle with that sometimes. Still sometimes mm-hmm. I don't really know this is going to work the way we think it is, but I'm going to be confident in the fact that I will do my best and that if there is a problem, I will find a solution. I can be mm-hmm. confident in that. Yeah, no, that's really great advice. And that's such a great reminder because if we're not always pushing the envelope a little bit for our own comfort. I I read something recently that said, if you're not uncomfortable at least three times a week, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I I was like, wow, okay. Or maybe I should reevaluate. So, but I think that's exactly right. Like we got to be learning and growing. And I think for young people, it comes uh, a little more natural because it's part of the growth process. But as an, as an older PR practitioner or more seasoned, I should say, we get, we get stuck in the rut, you know, we, we stop growing sometimes. And so I love that reminder because that's just, it's good for everybody at every level. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell me um, about some of the things you're doing now. So you were there for a few years and now you tell us what you're doing these days. So actually when this comes out, I will be at my first week at Edelman, which is super exciting. Um, You know, there's a lot of cachet and prestige that comes with Edelman. And, you know, it's definitely a place that I wanted to work at early in my career and I really kind of thought about that and thought about how do I consciously make those efforts, you know, but one thing I was nervous about was like, you know, it it is general market, you know, I focused so much on multicultural and I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to work with their multicultural team. So it's more Latino specific, which is great. I get to flex my bilingual skills. I get to make my mom and my abuela proud. Like I'm really excited. (laughs) She was super proud. I don't, I still don't think my grandma knows fully what PR is, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I'll be starting very soon. Um, And so that's what I've been up to lately. And I recently actually, um, I don't know if you even knew this. I recently moved to New York from Houston. It's my first time living away from home. It's been quite an experience, um, definitely adjusting. And funnily enough, when I do meet people when I'm out and about and networking and trying to connect with others, most of the time, those who are very receptive, you know, they're cool. We start talking and then they're from Texas too. They're like, oh, I'm from San Antonio. Oh, I'm from Denton. I'm from El Paso. And I'm like, that's why we... Connected. Yeah, that's why we connect. Well, you're gonna while you're at Edelman, you have to look at my cousin, uh, Matthew Savala. He is um, one of the, or he's the executive creative director at oh, Edelman okay. in New York. So you'll have to look him up and say, hey, I, I talked to your cousin the other day on her podcast. Perfect. No, thank you for the connect. Networking is key. So, it's key. Yeah. That's right. And that's what, that's what PRSA is all about. Connecting is key. I love that you said that too, about meeting people from, from Texas, because oftentimes um, people want to find a, an easy way in, but being mm-hmm. able to say, oh, I'm from Texas. It's such a large state that you end up knowing so many people. You go to a networking event and you can instantly talk to like 10 people and it's so much easier. Yes. I've noticed that my, I never thought I had an accent, but it is so strong here. I <laughs> why every time just I say y'all every other word you know but you know to your point it just 
has that connection and that warmth that, you know, you know someone, I think people's walls come down a little bit. You can speak more freely and really get to know people. And again, going back to the relationships thing, once you have that strong relationships with others, you have that trust, you can communicate a lot more effectively and efficiently. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Well, I'm so excited for you, Ty. I just, I, I think you are up to amazing things and I can't wait to see what you do in your career. You'll have to keep us all posted. How can people stay connected to you? Yes, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, it should be Ty Mesa Hughes. Um, also on Instagram, I am at this one guy, Ty. I made that name in high school, so let's, <laughs> I might need to change it to be a little bit more professional. I thought it was kind of cheeky back then, but those are my main uh, forms of communication. And I guess if anybody ever wants to email me, I should have that in my LinkedIn as well. Yeah, that's so exciting. All right, guys, this is Ty Mesa Hughes. Thank you for joining us on PR Say. It was great to chat. Thank you. All right, make sure that you share this episode with all your PRSA friends all over the country because this is all about connecting and really growing our base as um, public relations practitioners. So thank you for tuning in. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. And if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, drop us some comments and Ty and I will be sure to connect. We will see you next time.